episode and locked on Anaheim Ducks. We're still talking about all the drama going on. What can the Ducks do? And I have a special guest with me on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is hump day. Yeah. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for well over a decade now. Although trying to cover a team as bad as this is a little bit trying. And it's not just me. A reminder, you could tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. And for those of you wondering, I'm going to let this play out a little bit today. So the background music, and my special guest is probably wondering as well. So the music I have in the background is from a local San Diego band, because I cover the goals too. And one of my good friends, we've been friends for over two decades... He's the band leader. The band is called the Mad Hat Hucksters. And they have all kinds of different swing jazz music. And obviously the music has been sounding a little bit sadder recently. You're probably wondering why. Josh, I think, knows why the music has been a little bit sadder recently. But (laughs) once again, i got to give the band a shout out. The Mad Hat Hucksters. uh, SoCal-based, San Diego-based right now. So there you go. Alright, so my special guest for today has the J Sports Podcast. That is Josh Nowakowski. Uh, before we start, Josh, tell us about your podcast really quick. Oh yeah, so uh, I just have a local podcast, mainly LA sports based, um, that I do two uploads a week, normally on the weekends, um, and I cover everything from the NFL, MLB, NBA, and even NHL. And um, just talking about current things right now, lots of trade rumors in the NFL, but um, yeah, all I cover all the leagues. It's not just the NFL that has trade rumors right now because I've heard about those. First off, before we get into it, since we're talking about football, J.J. Watt had a little bit of a surprise announcement this morning or yeah. yesterday morning. That was quite a way to tell all the fans, guess where I'm going? Arizona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely surprised. I talked about it on my podcast. And I had two people on, and we all kind of were throwing out teams. And at the end, I said, well, I know there's that Arizona rumor. And we all said, no, that's kind of like a last. Like, that's like the last person, last team he'd go to. And, of course, that's the team he went to. So I looked really dumb there. (laughs) Of course he went there. Of course he did. Yeah. So (laughs) J.J. Watt once again going to the Arizona Cardinals. I did like that the Coyotes on their Twitter, they put on their Twitter, oh, he's joining Arizona. Maybe put on some skates on him. Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't be the first one. By the way, um, have you ever seen the video of Larry Fitzgerald putting on the skates? Yes, I yes, I have seen that video. Yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is a glorious video. If you guys haven't seen that, check it out. Larry Fitzgerald attempts to skate. No, I mean yeah. he he did okay. He did, and I mean. I guess I may wanted I expected more, I guess, maybe because he's from Minnesota, so I thought he would have learned how to skate, but it, it wasn't <laughs> bad for an NFL player. Wow, expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, speaking of guys that may or may not be able to skate, I see the hat you have on. We're obviously a Ducks podcast, and we're talking about the Anaheim Ducks, who they've been struggling a little bit recently. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's been rough. <laughs> you saw Monday night's game. What did you make of the last latest loss that the Ducks had against the St. Louis Blues? It, it, 
um, Dallas Eakins really frustrates me the way he does these lines. Um, at the end of the second period, he brought out basically the fourth line on the power play for the final 30 seconds. And and just some of the lines he's brought out um, and moving Sam Steele to the fourth line. I, I did not like that move at all. I am with you where you say, let the kids play. I'm yep. with you on that. <laughs> um, and, you know, having Henrique out at the end of towards the end of the game and I'm okay having Gitzlaff and some veteran presence, but these young guys aren't going to get any experience in the NHL if you don't give them a chance and you're only playing them 10 to 12 minutes a game. So Monday night's game was just a really frustrating loss overall. Um, Just the personnel that they had out there and who they had as healthy scratches. It was, I just knew from the start, I just didn't like the way the game was going to go, knowing who was going to be on the ice. You already knew, huh? Yeah. I mean, I think Ducks fans in general kind of had a feeling. First off, you're playing a very good St. Louis team who you haven't beat in over a year. You got some great veteran presence on that side. And you have a lot of banger players on St. Louis's roster, including former King Kyle Clifford. Uh, Cliffy had a good game. Actually, they all had a good game. I thought St. Louis did. The yeah. one surprise for the Ducks, well, maybe not a huge surprise, was Isaac Lundestrom. As yeah. I say all the time, let the kids see. This is what happens when you let the kids play and you just turn them loose. Lundy yeah. got a hat trick, not the first hat trick this season. If okay, Josh, if I had told you that Lundestrom and Delorier would have hat tricks for the Ducks, what would you have said? Uh, I mean, I, I have faith in my guy Delorier all the time. <laughs> you, you know, you know how much I love him. But Lundestrom, that one was a very nice surprise. But, I mean, if you've seen the way he's been playing this year, he's been really good. And, I mean, he he's had a few goals robbed by Marc-Andre Fleury this year as well. But he's had a really quality season, and he's turning into a really good center. And I'm, I've really liked what I've seen from him. So would you maybe move him up? Maybe not this year, but maybe in the future. Could you see him as a second liner of the future for the Ducks? Maybe a top six? Oh yeah, I think with the way he has progressed, he has progressed, and he's still he's twenty one years old, so he's still very young, and he still ha- is very raw and has a lot of potential still in him. I could definitely see a, a top six. Yeah, someone that I could definitely see in a top six role is someone else who I have loved for the past couple of seasons, Max Comtois. He's yes. the leading scorer for the Ducks right now. He has been. More than a revelation. I was talking to CJ Woodland about this, and that will be on a different podcast. But CJ said that Max Comtois had been a little bit snake bitten in the minor leagues, or not minor leagues, in the NHL, where the shot percentage can be a little bit lower. It was low last season. This year, he's found it. And I said, yeah. no, Comtois has been good in shooting percentage in the past. At one point, he had a 30% shooting percentage. He knows how to put the puck away. Uh, what's your take on? on Max Comtois' season. Do you think he's finally arrived as a top six? Uh, yeah, this year has been a really good breakout year for him, I think. And it's been what I, what I've seen different from him than I guess um, last year and a uh, few years ago was he is getting to the front of the net. If you, a lot of his goals are one timers in front of the net, which, you know, those aren't, you know, he's getting in front of the net, he's battling and he's finding just a, this little open space to get his shot off. And I've really liked what I've seen from him compared to last year, this year. Yeah. He's attacking the net and 
He's looking to score, which I love to see because the Ducks have a lot of hesitant shooters on their team, and he is not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) You hit the nail right on the head. There's a lot of hesitant pass-first shooters, which I know is very frustrating for every hockey fan. Shoot the freaking puck is what I'm saying. And he's got a very good shot, but he's also a big-bodied player that is not afraid to get to the dirty areas. I've always liked his play. Even gets into a scrap once in a while. Yep. Yeah. Every, yeah. Him and um, him and Max Jones. It's it's the Maxes that like to get into the dirty areas. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, we're believe it or not already heading into the first intermission, so you get to hear me plug BetOnline.ag, which is your trusted online sportsbook. And just because football's over doesn't mean that you can't bet on other sports. I mean, you cover the end of you cover every sport, right? Yep. You've got basketball. You've got baseball. Baseball started. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Unless you're an Angel fan that's watching the prime years of Michael Nelson Trout wasted. But if you want to take on a couple bets, uh, Josh, who do you have winning the World Series this year? Um, Some bias may be attached, but I have the Dodgers going back to back. I... How about the NBA title? Ooh. Right now... I'm feeling real good about Utah. You know what? Utah has been underrated all year, and my boss will be very happy to hear that. But Utah, if you want to put a bet on who's going to make the NBA Finals, that's a pretty decent bet to make, the Utah Jazz. So go to betonline.ag. Promo code locked on gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's BetOnline. The exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. All right, we're going to come back after the first intermission. It is myself with Josh Nowakowski. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Jason Hernandez, and I'm joined once again by Josh Nowakowski from the J Sports Podcast. Howdy. Hi, how thank you for having me on, Jason. I, I am always here for some good ducks talk. So you heard the rant. You heard the end of my rant yesterday, <laughs> where I said anybody can come back on. Anybody. So if you're still listening out there, anyone else that wants to come back, let me know. All right. So you do watch a little bit of goals hockey. Yes, you know, I do. I, I enjoy my goals hockey. <laughs> they're really good this season. And that's why we're doing this today because tomorrow, I guess this will come out Wednesday. But tonight it is the rain versus the San Diego goals. The rain are going to get stomped. <laughs> they're going yeah. to get absolutely stomped. Uh, it was just revealed that Vinny Terry is back with the goals. And so is Drysdale. Hmm. Yeah, Drysdale was on Taxi Squad. That was a paper move. So we got Drysdale and Vinny Letary and the rest of the gang. Sam Carrick, Chase DeLeo, who's been very good this season. Mm-hmm. The goals without Zegris are still very good. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's talk about Zegris for a hot second because this kind of goes with Ducks and goals. Zegris right now is not getting that much playing time with the Ducks. We alluded to that. Do you think Zegris... Well, do you think that Zegris should go back to San Diego at some point this season. And if so, when? So, so when he first got called up, I was like, okay, this is the this is a good time. Call him up, get him some time in the NHL. And the way I've seen, and you've alluded to it 
a bunch, the way Eakins has used him in the minutes he's used him, it's really just wasting this time in the NHL where he's getting some experience, but not, you know, not, he's not in the game when, when he needs to be, he's not in late game moments where you, where you need to see what he's made of. So if I'm, if I'm the ducks, I would just, I call him down. I mean, I would say ASAP at this point, because on the goals, he'll get a lot of minutes and he'll get some confidence back because he will light up the AHL. Um, so I would send him down as soon as possible, in my opinion. Because as soon as possible, I, his time his time in Anaheim's just being wasted. He's not getting quality minutes, so I would just put him back up in the AHL or back down. Yeah, I'm starting to hear some people saying like, "Yeah, let's leave him with the Ducks, give him that playing time." My my thinking is only leave him up if you're going to use him properly. If you're yes. not going to use him properly, then what's the point? So I, I'm I I'm totally kind of agree. I'm kind of in that middle ground there as to when to call him up. I would like to see him come down to San Diego. I think he should. The only reason I want to see him down is I don't want to see the Ducks waste a year on the entry level con- entry wow entry level contract. <laughs> see, this is what the Ducks do to me. The ELC <laughs> would be wasted. There goes yeah. the year of eligibility. And then what will happen at the end of the 2023 season? You got to re-sign him. Maybe you could hold that back a little bit till 2024 when the Ducks should be getting better, hopefully, if they <laughs> if they play their cards right. And if GM Bob Murray decides to embrace the tank and embrace the rebuild, then you could say, all right, let, let's go this route. But if I'm Bob Murray and Dallas Eakins... I've kind of got an interesting quandary here because you got a couple other guys that are coming back from injury, but you still got to play the kids some good minutes because the Ducks are a better team with Zegris. Um, There's one observation that I have not made yet, and I'm going to make it right now. Trevor Zegris at times tries to take over the entire game by himself and really tries to get the puck movement all on his own. This was evidenced by the near lacrosse goal that he made on Monday night, which, oh man, everyone would have gone berserk if he made that. Oh man. I'm just imagining if there were fans there, holy cow. Like even if, you know, he, it was saved, but if there were fans there, there still would have been going crazy, even though he missed. But um, yeah, I have noticed that at times that where he has really tried to get the offense moving all by himself, which sometimes I think is okay because our offense has, has been very uh, shaky this year. So I'm okay with that sometimes. Um, other moments, I think he uh, can needs to be a little bit less aggressive, in my opinion. Well, I think the reason he's trying to take over the game himself is no one else is doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Especially yes, I, on that first power play unit where you have him out there with Kevin Shattenkirk, who had a good first couple of weeks, and after that, he's fallen completely off the map. I mean, like you alluded to, the lines that Eakins is putting out there is not good. Even on the six on fours, put Yanni Hockenpah in there. Give him a chance. I think Hockenpah has more than earned that spot on the power play. Yes, I know he was out there at the end of the period, like you said. Hockenpah was out there for 30 seconds. Put him out there on a second line power play. Put him out there. Put Fowler first instead of Fowler second. He makes the power play work. In fact, the last 
I want to say three power play goals the Ducks have made have been on that second power play unit, with Cam Fowler quarterbacking it, not Kevin Shattenkirk. And as far as Zegras trying to do everything himself, when he gets into that right corner, he gets double teams and he can't do anything out of the corner. He'll go into no man's land and get double teams and trapped and ends up turning the puck over. That's him trying to take over the game. But him trying to do it himself also tells me that the Ducks are not giving him the support that he needs. That's a big trend that is in the wrong direction for the Ducks. Yeah, I and to, with the Shattenkirk, I totally agree. I don't think he belongs on the on either power play. Um, I think the reason he is is because I believe him and Zegras they've known each other, or there was some connection where they have talked for a while, and they are they've known each other or something like that. And I think that's why Eakins has Zegras out with Shattenkirk is oh, it's familiarity. He knows him. He might play well with him. But you've had it for four games and it really hasn't worked out. I would be definitely okay with Fowler jumping up to the first power play unit and honestly any defenseman besides Shattenkirk on the second one. <laughs> anyone, anyone. Anyone? You know, don't say Ben Hutton there. Well, not Ben Hutton, <laughs> but okay. So no Ben Hutton, no Kevin Shattenkirk. I'd be okay with even even Jacob Larson. I, I could oh, live boy. with Oh, boy. I could live with it. <laughs> That is very telling if you want Jacob Larson on a power play unit. Yeah, yeah. But, that's the Ducks in a nutshell this season, really, is Jacob Larson power play unit. Make it happen. <laughs> Ouch. Whoa, wow. I'm saving that soundbite because that is the Ducks in a nutshell for sure. Oh, come on. Even Hampus Lindholm, although Lindholm has been hurt this season. All right. We're wow, we're we're running so fast on time. We're already on the second intermission. My goodness. So we get to talk about everybody's favorite protein bar, which is Built Bar. Josh, you've tried Built Bar, yes? Oh yes, and they are delicious. Favorite flavor? Uh the uh salted caramel. Ooh, that one's a good one. I prefer the cookies and cream myself, but the new one that I got to try and that was delicious, cookie dough. That was a limited time one. That one's really good. But cookies and cream, I love. The Cherry Barcia one, I like a lot. Yeah. But with 18 flavors, how can you go wrong, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, all 18 are good. Yeah. You're bound to find one that you absolutely love. So go to BuiltBar.com right now and enter promo code LOCKEDON20. It's a new promo code. LOCKEDON20 gets you 20% off your next box of Built Bar. And don't forget to try Built Boost, Built Go, and all the other fantastic products on the Built Bar website. Once again, that's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON20. And Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar around. And Josh, you're sticking around for another segment, yes? Oh, yeah. And guess what? We're going to start talking about some of the drama. Ooh. Stay locked in. Hang up the phone, yeah. It's Bologna. That's Chichonia. Oh. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of TLOPN. I'm joined once again by Josh Nowakowski. And Josh, you're a SoCal guy. You are a Disney person. 
Oh, yeah. I love my Disneyland. Favorite theme park is Disneyland? I'd go with California Adventure, actually. Ooh. Yeah. You know I have to ask why. I'm a big Marvel person. So oh. the new Marvel Land and Guardians of the Galaxy ride, that that's where that's where I enjoy it. See, I'm I love DCA. No doubt. Loved Millionaire when it was there when it first opened. Loved Monsters Inc. Tower of Terror. I was there when it first opened and loved it. I was there the last day it was open. And then I was there the first day when Guardians of the Galaxy opened up and I was like, you know what? This is pretty fun. Not gonna lie. But it's but to me the classic Disneyland, the OG, is still my favorite one because nothing says ending a day like Gibson Girl ice cream. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with either park. I mean, yeah. let's let's be real. Both parks are amazing. So You know, we're coming up on a year since it's been open. I, yeah, I I know it's but uh there they got a food festival coming up, so Yeah, but seventy five dollars. My God. <laughs> That's a lot but, of money. So, <laughs> Yeah, it is. But if you read into it, you get twenty five dollars towards food and non alcoholic beverages. So yeah, but that's three items. Uh, yeah, two depending on what you get. <laughs> yeah, or I can get five items at Knott's Berry Farm. I mean, I I still love Disneyland more, but seventy five is a bit high of a price point for me. Yeah, if it was yeah. like maybe like sixty, I think more about it. But seventy five. Whew. Anyway, so we've kind of gone. A little bit off topic. I haven't gone off the rails, folks. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not going to go on rant mode like I did yesterday. I haven't had any wine today. We're good. But we do want to talk about the possibility that the Ducks are going to have to let some veterans go. So I will start with one. <laughs> You're already chomping at the bit. <laughs> I will start with one thought. The Ducks need to make some changes. They need to start letting go of a couple of these veteran players. I like Lindholm. I like Fowler. Maybe it's time the Ducks thought about trading. I mean, Henrique is the obvious one because of all the drama that's already happened. He's my first choice for the Ducks to be traded. My second choice for the Ducks to be traded. Ah, it's it's not Getzloff, by the way. It might have to be Hampus Lindholm, even though I like him a lot as a player. He might be some decent trade bait. Oh, man, that that would be a hard one to swallow. Yeah. But if you're looking at the big picture of getting the Ducks back to the Stanley Cup final, maybe it is the right move. So who are one or two guys that you could see the Ducks possibly moving? Or who should they move? Well, I... I mean, I would I would agree with you on Henry, but it seems like nobody wants him. <laughs> that that I, I contract. Mean, yeah, no one really. Yeah, I don't think anyone wants him. So I don't know if I think we're kind of stuck with Henry, which kind of sucks. But um, I think he, he's been a quality player. Again, I don't know. There might be some interest in him and he's been getting some healthy scratches. And I've really liked him this year. Um, David Backus, maybe. Um uh, yeah, David Backus and another veteran. I'm Lindholm might have to be the one, the odd man out. I think because you do have Manson who's injured, but I I would agree you need to keep him and Fowler. Um, yeah, I guess Lindholm would have to be the odd man out in that situation with all, and you have all the young guys coming up too. 
Another game that I've kind of heard in some circles as far as possible trade bait is Jakob Silverberg. Mm. Silverberg I... has slightly better stats and a slightly yeah. less honest contract. So that could be a possibility, but you're losing your alternate captain right there if you make that move. Yeah, that I, I did see the Athletic put out a thing on most likely to be moved, and they had Raquel pretty pretty he was in the top 30 of players to be moved before the trade deadline yeah and the reason for that is because he's so cheap yeah i i i could see i think i think i would rather trade raquel before silverberg in my opinion i don't know what i don't know about you i he i don't know he's been a little inconsistent for me and i love him i love raquel but he's been a little inconsistent for me I thought he was more inconsistent last season than he's been this season. I mean, you're talking about a former all-star there. That Yeah. I mean, Silverberg was an all-star as well. Yeah. So, yeah. And and Henrik used to be a star player up until <laughs> recently. Yeah. But I, I think I the main know. reason why Raquel is more easily movable is because he's got less years on his term. Uh, he's got a contract until 2022. So this season and next season. And less money, making three point eight million per season. So, assets, tradable assets, maybe. I I don't know. Uh, Shattenkirk just got signed. I don't see him moving. The reason that Lindholm is more tradable to me is because he's only got two years left himself. That's why I bring him up. Okay. Yeah, and it seems like also every year Fowler's name is thrown in there as well. I feel like I've been reading about Fowler trade rumors the past two or three seasons. That's an albatross of a contract, though. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, if I if there's a contender that needs another good to, I mean, I would elite defenseman. There might be a team that might be willing to swallow that. Uh, if they are in desperate need of a defenseman or an injury happens, I could see a contender maybe offering up a trade for Fowler. Yeah, but that might require the Ducks to eat up some of that contract. That's the that's yeah. the key there. The Ducks are going to have to eat a little bit of money, and I don't know if they're prepared to do that because they're already eating money from the Corey Perry buyout, which is I, I, yeah a lot. I was just I was just about to say I don't want them to eat up more money because Perry's is ending this year. So and then you'll be you'll be good. So I hope they don't need to eat up more money because it seems like they're just about to get out of this really bad cap situation. Yeah, finally. It's been a couple of seasons. Well, I mean, the Getzloff contract I get because you're rewarding him for already bringing the Ducks success. Although at yeah. the time, that was a big contract. And you knew that this might happen at the end of it. Do you see Getzloff coming back? Yes or no? Um... It would have to be, I think, it would have to be a cheaper deal if he were to come back, which I don't know where he is on that. I, I He seems like a very loyal guy staying with Anaheim his whole career, but you never know. Um, I think if he comes back, it'll be on a pretty fairly cheap deal, and there might be a team that offers him more money and he might go there. Um, if you were to tell me today, I would say most likely he is not on the Ducks next season. I mean, Ryan Getzloff has said in the past that he wants to retire in Anaheim, and he's been a big part of this team for a number of years, not just for his accomplishments on the ice, but he's one of the most beloved Ducks in franchise history, along with everything he's done for charity, along with the 21st Duck stuff that he's done. Mm -hmm. Um, If you recall last year, 
he was the one that drove uh, Lira Doderline on that fancy Lambo to the arena. And that was such a great moment. Yes, I, I remember seeing that video when her of him picking her up and uh and the sweet ride and I I do remember that. That was very nice nice video and a nice moment. Yeah, so I think for that reason, I think Getzloff might be willing to stick around for lesser money for the greater good. Um anything else you want to talk about that we haven't discussed yet? I mean, I got you you did talk about it a little bit, but like when if so we know Eakins is going to be fired at some point. Do you see Bob Murray um, getting fired before the end of this season? Honestly, I say he probably will. I say he's more likely to get fired after this season than not. Uh, the performance has not been there the past few seasons. The last two seasons especially have been very tough for Duck fans. To be one of only seven teams not to go in the bubble... And then to be in last place currently, likely last place at the end of this season, they're looking at a lottery pick again. I think this might be the last straw, and I think Murray does get the boots after this season, if not sooner. Okay, I, I'm okay with that. I've I've kind of been tired of Murray again. The past two years have been really rough, and people were calling for his head last year, and it's only going to amplify this year. It's gotten worse. Oh, I know what we <laughs> didn't talk about. Uh, this is just kind of going like a little bit off topic. And a preview for tomorrow, by the way, um, since it's goals talk on Thursday. You mentioned that you've been watching the goals. What did you think of the interview with Jamie Drysdale and Trevor Zegris last weekend? Oh, it, <laughs> if you want to talk about I loved, that. I loved that interview. It was so, I mean, Zegris, you know, flashing his medal, rubbing it in Jamie's face. But I kind of, I, I mentioned it to you. I told you about it like, that gave me faith as a Ducks fan, knowing like these two have this chemistry and they can be hopefully elite and together for a long time on the Ducks. But that interview was hilarious and I am expecting more of those interviews in the next in future years between the two of them. But yep. it was ni- it was nice to see. If you haven't checked it out or if you ha- if you don't have AHL TV yet, what are you doing? <laughs> right? I'm going to give this speech tomorrow to all the Duck fans. If you want to see the future of the Ducks, get yourself AHL TV. It only costs like 30 something dollars. It's not that much. And you can see the future of the Ducks. You can see them curb stomping the Ontario rain. You know what's <laughs> going to happen. I'm predicting a 7-1 to one score myself. Wow. Yeah, that, that, oh, a it's, blowout. It's going to be a blowout. <laughs> I'm going to be sitting there watching this going, oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean... One last thing to add here, it, Ducks fans, it like I hope this is, it's probably a shot, but oh well. Ducks fans, if you want to watch good hockey, you should be watching goals games. You absolutely should. They're doing <laughs> a lot better than than the Ducks right now. See, at least the goals win games at home. Yep, yep. They 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 don't blow three goal leads. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Everyone, everyone hates me. All Ducks fans hate me now. No, because you're completely right. <laughs> no, they they don't hate you at all. Trust me. <laughs> Ducks fans are more upset at Dallas Eagles and GM Bob Murray right now. <laughs> all right, uh, we have to wrap it up. That's a funny note to end up on. Uh, where can the folks find you on the Twitter, and where can they find your podcast? 
So on Twitter, I am at Josh Nowakowski. You can find my podcast. I am on Spotify and YouTube. Uh, you can either search up Josh Nowakowski, J Sports Podcast. Um, I upload normally two, sometimes three times a week. And yeah, if, if get your NHL fill from Jason, but I've got all your other sports covered. So Utah Jazz, huh? I'm feeling good about him. I'm feeling good about him, Mister Locke. If you're listening, we have another. We have another one that's saying the Jazz. Yes, and you know what? There's a good reason for that. Uh, Josh, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. It's greatly appreciated, and uh, thanks for taking the time. Of course, thank you for having me. I I will always make time to join you for a podcast. Yep, and thank you to the fans for joining once again. You can get this podcast on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Also, make sure to rate five stars on Apple Podcasts if you have not already. I'm, I'm looking at you, Josh, if you haven't already. Um, also, make sure to comment and subscribe. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already because you might miss rants like yesterday's. Oh, also, also, Thursday is going to be Goals Talk. Friday is going to be a mailbag episode. The mailbag is back i do it every other week so if you have any questions or you want to rant about the ducks leave me a comment leave me a question yeah i'll say it on the air just bring them to me it is locked on anaheim ducks at gmail.com go ahead bring them on bring them on save the email locked on anaheim ducks at gmail.com or leave a comment either one is fine you could rant you could ask questions about hockey about the ducks about what the heck happened in San Jose last week <laughs> with the meltdown. Oh, and next week, big announcement. Next week, we're going to have Sarah Avampado back to preview the Ducks-Kings freeway face-off once again. I'm excited about that. And later in the week, the Tournament of Champions for Hockey Jeopardy. Kyle Demetrius, Laura Saba, and Trey Matthews, raising money for charity, but this is a big one. It is the tournament play along at home that comes next week. All right, uh, Josh, thanks once again. Come back anytime. I always, I will always come back. <laughs> on behalf of Josh Nowakowski for Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason JD Hernandez saying, Have a great rest of the day. Please stay safe out there, wear a mask if you must. And be kind to one another. And Josh, you're going to quack with me this time. Ducks fly together. Quack, 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 qu